You're listening to The Alex Spicer Show, where we explore the fundamental principles of freedom and happiness in light of current and historical events. By exploring these principles, I hope to enlighten and inspire you to make the difference our nation needs to get through the troubled waters of today and tomorrow. I normally try to do my episodes with a lot more a lot more written scripts uh, and in preparation, but uh, you know, life being the way it is right now, it's it's <laughs> it's really hard to try to get that done. And what I mean is, so COVID nineteen, you know, this virus is there's a pandemic going on and it's affecting the world and economies are into a recession very quickly, uh, and uh, many people are losing their jobs. I I feel very fortunate. I've not lost my job, but because of the situation that we're in it i like many other people i i have to step up in my current work if i want to if i want my current work to keep going um and i do i want it to keep going cuz i want to still have a job i still want to be able to pay my bills and so because of that i honestly between that and family and and all the other responsibilities i have there's just not much there's just not enough time to really put together a very solid script but I do have thoughts that I've been meaning to convey for some time now, and I really can't put it off any longer. It's quite frustrating for me to have things I want to say and then not say them. Uh, and I just, you know, I got to get them out. Also, uh, honestly, my hope is that as I as I do this, I I might be able to speak from the heart and and share something of value and of meaning. So I've been thinking about how life has changed quite a bit (laughs) because of the virus, because of this pandemic. And um, most of us are working from home. If if we can work from home, I'm in that situation. I'm working from home. And uh, I've been thinking a lot about that. I mean, I looked on LinkedIn and there's you know, I'll post like crazy, like, oh, this is how you can work from home. This is what it's like to work from home. And there's expressions of like, oh, you know, I'm getting... I'm cramped up and where I'm at, it's, it's kind of driving me crazy. And but a lot of other expressions, more along the lines of like, it's actually really neat. I get to see my family a lot more, and I actually have this secret hope that, um, and I guess not so secret because I mentioned it. I'm mentioning this on my podcast, but I actually have this hope that the recession will, uh, that this whole scare, and uh, that is happening with the virus right now, that it actually causes us to focus a lot more on our families. And a lot more on what matters most, and I don't, I can't think of anything that matters more than family and and more than uh, our spiritual connection. For me, for for me, that's religion. You know, not everyone calls it religion; they call it something else. But truly, it's everyone has a religion of some type, and I, I feel like many of us who who will call upon God, this is a time where we call upon Him more, and I would hope that. This is a time where people call upon God more, um, who maybe have been very absent from from their relationship uh, with their higher power, with God. Um, but yeah, I, I actually have been hoping that this would cause kind of a a big aha, a big realization among among millions and millions of Americans that they family matters more. It means more to them. It means more to all of us. 
And that slaving away at work, it's so easy to be so caught up and busy in work and in the aspirations that you have at work to you know, get a better position, to get better pay, or just to make it by. But the thing is, it's so easy to be distracted with your responsibilities at work and that you don't actually realize till much too late that you've had this gnawing feeling that you needed to be there more for your family. In fact, you have this this slight ache in your heart and your soul that you want to be there more. But like I said, it's so easy to be distracted. I hope that like now that many of us are working from home, we start to realize that ache and, and that pain, and that longing that we have there is something we can't ignore any longer. And that even when things go back to normal, we're going to be we're going to spend more time with our family because they matter more. They matter so much more than that promotion. It's not worth missing out on that much family time, on on this much time with your spouse and having a good solid relationship with them, or or even with your children, or or it's not worth missing out on those family dinners, on those birthdays or those or those uh those games. I know right now everything's on so on quarantine, so we're not really having like baseball, basketball games, sport games or anything. But we recognize that you know, when games do resume, we don't want to miss them like we had. We don't want to be absent like we have been. I mean, I, I've i always been acutely aware of this, and I think it's just because of the way I was raised and the experiences I went through, but I I don't want to miss out on, on hardly any of my children's lives. I want to be there as much as possible. Because once it's gone, it's gone. There's not a minute you get back. Not a single minute. And there's only so much damage control you can do by trying to make up for for time lost. But honestly, what's so what's far better than trying to make up for time lost is being present for the time that is now. That is so much more important. And there are other lessons that I really hope our our pandemic experiences is really helped us uh, recognize and, and also uh, kind of put a, a fire in our bones. So, you know, right now, like, things are on, on quarantine, lockdown for the most part. We can't get any toilet paper. <laughs> um, people are nuts. Um, and we're even, there is the possibility that this economic situation we can become a depression. And I, I pray that that is not what happens. But it can, it can go there. It can get really bad. Um, and so there are, there are some very practical and, and common sense things that, uh, we probably should have been paying more attention to following, to doing, but we haven't been, um, and going through this situation and seeing people losing their jobs and how hard it is. In fact, I even had a friend who lost his job like one week before all this crap at the fan. And so he's trying to find a job and, uh, he's not really finding anything because suddenly the demand is gone. I mean, that's a crappy situation to be in. And it's even worse that he literally, the week before he got laid off, moved into a brand new house. Like, just bought his first house, moved in with him and his four kids, his wife, and lost his job. Sucks. Okay, this sucks. Let's go get myself another another job. Let's apply. Recession. Boom. So, you know, I, I'm acutely aware of just how bad things can be and how bad they can get. I, I have... A quite a strong imagination. It doesn't take much for me to imagine how much worse things can be for other people who I, I'm not even, uh, you know, personal personally associated with right now. 
and there, there's a lot of people who are going through harder times even right now than my friend. And, and, uh, I just, there are lessons we need to be very, very careful to make sure we actually learn from it. We start applying in our lives. I actually posted on Facebook, uh, just to my personal page, not, uh, my, my uh, podcast Facebook page, but I was just saying, Hey, like if you're not thinking, if you're not try- uh, coming up with plans and figuring out a way on how you're going to beat the next recession that, that comes around, the next downturn in the economy, then you're doing this pandemic wrong. And you are. You really are because this is just showing how frail we are. I am so grateful that this this virus is is nowhere near as bad as it could have been. I mean, if it was like plague level bad, oh my goodness. That would just be so much scarier, so much worse. I'm very grateful. It's it's very it's very light compared to some much more deadly ones. And and I am also grateful for this economic scare. I in fact I mean it's it's scared me quite a bit and I've prayed and it's a lot about it and because and, it's been a worry to me. Um and and I actually feel very hopeful that things are gonna turn around here pretty quick. But regardless of what the outcome is, I'm grateful for what it's actually reminding me of and these are some very practical lessons. Lessons like prepare. <laughs> it sounds so simple. Prepare. What, what do you mean by prepare, Alex? Well, I mean prepare for the worst. If you if you don't have the ability to take care of yourself when things go bad, then you're not prepared. And the question that begs the question: How on earth have you been living your life up to this point? I mean, there's a ton of books and and there's radio shows, there's podcasts, there's tons of th- materials out there you can go, you can read into about being prepared for the worst. And let's start with like economically, like like with money. I mean, read Dave Ramsey stuff. That's great. Or read Bigger Pockets. They have uh, that's a podcast, and they have some books like uh, Set for Life. And the founder of Bigger Pod, uh, Pockets, he, talk, he talks very practically on on how to get yourself ahead and even to prepare yourself for even greater financial security through investments. I mean, there's a lot of materials out there that we could consume and then hopefully then apply and we'd be safer. We'd be prepared for the worst. I mean, it's it's, it's vital that we apply some of the these practical, these wise principles such as saving. I mean... If we save, if we set aside money instead of living paycheck to paycheck and saving, instead of finding ways through bad habits of, of spending what we gain over and over and we live on the edge, right? Like imagine like if, if you're living in such a way that if you lost your job the next day, do you have cushion? Do you have shock absorbers to absorb that sort of a blow, that sort of shock? If the answer is no, then... It's time you change your habits. Start. It's time that you change the way you're living because, I mean, things can get a lot worse. I hope they don't. But let's say things get back to normal and things become good again. What would you do differently? How much would you save? I, I mean, for me and my wife, it, as, a, as a general rule, we are going to pay ourselves at least 10% of every single paycheck. Now, we pay, we pay a tithing, but we also pay ourselves a tithing. We pay ourselves 10% of whatever we make, at least 10%. We try to give ourselves more. We set that aside, totally untouchable for any expenses other than things that we decide to invest in. And you know what? 
in times of emergencies, I mean, that might be a very needed set of cash that, that, I, that I would need to um, take care of us with. So, I mean, so make sure that you save, pay yourself, make sure there's things set aside that way and set aside in a way that you don't touch it in order to be prepared for a loss of a job or a hard situation. Also, you know, prepare in the sense that you also have food storage. I saw, <laughs> I saw a really good meme on social media and it was, it was like, um, it showed Forrest Gump and he's doing that kind of that, in you know, that funny face where he, like, he just said something profound and, uh, and it says, and just like that, people stopped making fun of preppers. And then that's referring to how, you know, all the stores were like out of food for a good amount of time and there's still no toilet paper and, uh, or cleaning supplies or, or um, sanitizing wipes. And, and so it's referring to that, like kind of what we've been experiencing now. And I just thought that was so hilarious. It's so true. And just like that, like people stop making fun of those who prepare. So yeah, it's a good idea to have some food storage on hand. What if you can't afford to go get food? You're, you're acting very irresponsibly if you default to, oh, I can just hop on a government program. What makes and what has made America great for all this time has been having citizens who choose to be responsible for their own crap, to be accountable for how they live their lives and, and, and not push the responsibility of their own well-being onto others. And if your default is, I've got to go on to a government program, then you are literally living, living to put your, your responsibilities upon others because it ain't you paying for it. It's other people paying for it. It's not the government that pays for it. It is the people that pay for your crap when you don't have your crap together. So don't do that either. Like actually be responsible and and there's no there's not a single person in any situation who cannot save. There's always ways. And if that means you have to work harder, I mean that's usually the the one thing people do not think of when they're like, "Well, I'm you know, I'm doing so much. I'm I'm working my job and and I have all these bills and I just can't afford it." Well, sometimes then your your one answer is, "Hey, I've I've got to I've got to put my nose to the grind and I've got to do more because what I'm doing ain't hacking it. And obviously these are, these are good sound things to apply when things are not bad, but you can apply them now. But especially when things are good again, save, save, save. My goodness, save. Uh, another practical thing that it's not very commonly done today is to live within your means. And you know, what do I, what do I mean when I say, you know, live within your means? Well, what I mean is, uh, you don't spend more than you make. Well, that's simple. And I would say, going back to the saving side, try to live well below the limit of your of your paycheck. When I say do not spend more than you make, what I mean is really try to spend significantly under what you make. That way you have quite a bit to set aside. And also what I mean by living within your means is um, don't buy things you can't afford or as I like to say, I like to say, own it, not loan it. Like if you have to loan money to get it, then you're just, you're buying things on time. You are committing time out of your life to obtain that thing that, that you wanted so badly. Try not to buy anything that requires you to buy on debt. And, and I mean that, I mean, if you're going to school, work a job work multiple jobs. You can do that. You can go to school 
without having to take out loans. Avoid that like the plague. If you have to take time off school to to build up cash reserves and then go back, that's doable too. And that's that's very honorable to do that. What's not honorable is to unnecessarily put yourself into high levels of debt. I, I mean, I know people say, well, you know, debts, it's it's excusable to be able to, you know, get debts for certain things like maybe a home and education. Sometimes they even say a vehicle. I'm I'm not of that opinion. I've seen I've seen it not work. If you don't have the money to buy to uh to buy a car, don't buy the car. To pay for your education, well, figure that out. But don't go into debt for it. Obviously, if you're going to get a home, and you know, no one really has hundreds of thousands of dollars laying aside, but you better buy something that you can reasonably pay for. And also, I always recommend buying a home. If you're going to buy a home, buy a home that has the capability of you being able to manage it. Let's say if you lose your job, you're able to make it make money for you. That way, you can live rent-free. You don't have to worry about paying a mortgage when you no longer have income coming in. So these are you know, some very practical things, but I just, I'm just so astonished that people don't do it. I, people don't act wisely. They don't take care of their own crap. And we need to. We're about to spend over $6 trillion, $6 trillion just to help each other, you know, help ourselves out at this time because the government's had to really you know, impose basically a recession on, on the economy because of trying to stop the spread of a virus. And so they're going to spend $6 trillion to try to help people. I mean, it literally makes me sick to my to my guts. I mean, I don't I don't want a government handout. I don't want that support. And I, I understand that there are people out there who are like, hey, hey, I really need that. I did lose my job, sure. But what are you going to do next time? How are you going to prepare? And what are you going to do right now? Don't wait till things get better to do something. Do something now. Be creative. Be ingenuity. Uh, have ingenuity. Be um, resourceful. It's it's so important that we do that. Don't buy things on time. Don't don't loan things to get what you want. And I would say, when it comes to what we've been experiencing this pandemic. I also hope that we can not only recognize our own faults, how we've been not fully preparing for the worst, not being wise in how we've been living our lives. Because I'll be honest, like I've been living these things, but I could have been living them a whole lot more uh, committedly. I could have could have done it with, to a much greater degree, and then I would have been a lot less scared than what's happened now, uh, at what has happened now. But. Uh, I have been doing it, so gratefully I, I feel somewhat prepared. But, you know, I, I could have been a whole lot more prepared. And I'm kicking myself for being dumb, for not saving more, for not trying harder to uh, to be prepared for the worst and to set myself up for um, security against the worst. And, there, and therefore, if no, if the worst never happens, I'm really set up in a, in a way to, <laughs> to uh, advance myself significantly. It's, there's not a there's not a downside to preparing for the worst because if the worst never happens, then you have a lot of economic opportunity to be able to get yourself ahead, to obtain assets and acquire um, passive income, those sort of things. But last thought here, and I think this is something I, I can't stop 
myself from thinking, and I, I just want to express it. You know, I, I believe in God. I, I, I know in my heart that you know God's real, and I know that He loves us. He loves us. We you know we're His children, and He wants us to be good. He wants us to find joy, and joy really comes, at least how I believe, joy really comes from, from following God, from being good people, living these principles. And, you know, we've gotten away from that. And God has a way of humbling us. And I'm not saying that God pointed a finger at earth and said, boom, pandemic time. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, I believe that life always presents opportunities for us to focus on the most important. And this is a time that it's kind of forcing everyone's head to focus on the most important. To turn and look that way. Everyone, not just a few, not just personal experience or circumstances that make us turn that way, but a, a global experience that is causing us to think more upon what is most important. And, you know, God is very important. He loves us, and I think this is an opportunity that we should take to remember Him, to turn to Him, to pray, to go to church or have church in your home, to pray as a family, to pray for loved ones, to pray for ourselves because things are scary, things are hard, to express our feelings of, of doubt and concern. Now is the time to remember, you know, our our, our, our all-powerful creator. We can't, we can't forget nor neglect him. I mean, the founding fathers, they... When they, uh, when America was you know, at war, when the American Revolution was taking place, they frequently prayed. They they even called in chaplains and had the, and did prayers and stuff. They they remembered and they were very cognizant of the fact that there was this guiding hand of providence in all all that they did, and that they would not have been successful without his interposition and interposing in their affairs to give them support, to help them defeat the most powerful military force in the world at that time. I mean, they had not a chance. And to think that we can be so arrogant nowadays as to forget the very God that help us, helped us set up this nation, which has been a great blessing to the world for many generations now, it's very arrogant for us to believe that we don't have to turn to Him, we don't have to remember Him, and that we can you know, just ignore Him. And, and just enjoy the fruits of, of prosperity, which we assume we give to ourselves. But honestly, it's, the, it's actually the benefit. We're the benefactors of the, the fruits of many generations' labors. We're able to do many things now today, but that's because many sacrificed to give us what we have now today. So we can't be so arrogant to think that we can just focus on ourselves and our things and and, and pat ourselves on the back for how good we are. Let's return to God. Let's remember Him. Let us humble ourselves and ask for forgiveness for our arrogance or our forgetfulness. And even pray that the nation as a whole can, can have a, a heart more closely knit to His. And without that, I mean, we are, we sit upon a precipice and we can tip the wrong way. And politically, the way politics goes, I mean, politics is just a reflection of the of the ills of society currently. 
we're not going to get away from we're not going to get away from these ills. We're not going to get away from horrible, you know, socialistic and communistic ideas and candidates and politicians unless we return to the source of our of our freedom, of our liberty and our can be reminded of what it rests upon. Anyway, that's that's some of the things I wanted to share. I hope you found some value out of that. Like I said, it's it's difficult trying to put in extra hours and um, be a part of the workforce that's trying to keep things afloat. I'm grateful to be a part of it, though, but it does make it hard to put in the time to do this. So I really appreciate that you taking the time to listen. Please like this if you did like it. Like it and share it. I would love for you to share this. Uh, I would hope that this can be a message of hope and even of some... Uh, remembrance and and, uh, learning for for some people and uh, don't forget to live free until next time I'll talk to you all later again